What is up, my happy lifers? No, don't worry, this is not a new intro. It's actually an old intro to an old show. Do you happen to recognize the music? If not, me either, until I looked it up anyway. Uh, it's the intro to the Cisco and Ebert show that aired from 1986 to 1999. There may be many of you who have never even heard of Cisco and Ebert or the show for that matter, but Roger Ebert and Gene Cisco were two movie critics from two different newspapers in Chicago who came together and started a TV show reviewing movies. I never really watched them, but thought we would start with them today since I have decided to... That's right. Do our first movie review. Just call it the Steve-O and Happy Show. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Okay, I am not Cisco or Ebert, and I couldn't do what they did or do. I'm not a movie critic by any means, so I'm not really going to do a movie review, but I am going to talk about a movie that I just saw in the theater a week or two ago, because it contains a key to us living happier. It's something that's going on in real life right now, that if we look deeper into it, it will help us live happier. In fact, there are so many things in life that are like that. They're, they're right in front of us, but if we're not alert, if we're not paying attention, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. What was that from? <laughs> Sister Act, one or two or 12 or 13. I don't know which, which one it was, but... Um, you know, there's always stuff in front of us that are placed there, and I believe God places it there because He's trying to get us back on track, back on track to to the to the happy, to the good, to the joy, to the victory. Um, but if we're not watching for it, if we're not alert, we tend to miss it. We tend to miss what's going on. So uh, here's a movie that I just saw recently that has a major key to living happier. But before I talk about that movie, I need to talk about parables. So what the puke is a parable? <laughs> That's a great question. Basically, it's a story. In fact, it's a movie before movies were ever invented. Jesus used them all the time when he taught. In fact, I read read somewhere that a third of his teachings were taught using parables or the modern day movie back then. They didn't have movie theaters, but they told movies verbally. That's right. You heard it right. Jesus used movies to teach happiness and freedom and many other life-changing, incredible things. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus used parables, not movies back then, but he uses movies today. So I want to say that God speaks to me through movies all the time. It just happened to me the other night with The Greatest Showman on Earth. I mean, I watched that thing. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I was just frozen in the seat. My friends were talking to each other, and I couldn't say anything. I was just in this daze because 
that movie just blasted me in such a positive way. So I want to say that God speaks to movies all the time. Uh, and that's why I love movies so much. However, people get weirded out when you talk about hearing God's voice. So with that in mind, just let me rewind a little bit here. So how about we say God shows me a lot of stuff through movies? Is that better? Nah. God speaks to me through movies. I like that way better. I think it's important, actually, to talk about hearing God's voice because, one, I not only think it's natural, I think it was God's original plan. When he made the first humans, Adam and Eve, they walked and talked in the garden. He didn't put a chapel in the middle of the garden and say, now when you want to talk to me, kneel down, fold your hands, close your eyes, bow your heads, and this is how you pray. Turn formal. He had to, have to teach him old English back then, thus and thou and saith. And <laughs> He never did that. He just showed up with them and he talked with them. So it's important that we talk about hearing God's voice because, first of all, I think it was God's original plan. And secondly, because no relationship is better than its communication. Simply put, if you don't talk or communicate with someone, you won't have much of a relationship with them either. So, yes, God speaks to me through movies, which makes sense because I'm a visual person and there's always some sort of movie or picture inside my head. Actually, to be honest, there are usually dozens of them all at the same time <laughs> vying for my attention. Squirrel! Can you say ADD? <laughs> so what movie are we going to talk about? Okay, our next movie is called Jumanji, and it's a wildly ambitious project crammed with special effects. I don't know if I should give a spoiler alert here or not. Spoiler alert! The Titanic sinks at the end. Because, I mean, I am going to talk about the current Jumanji movie, but I don't think I'm going to be giving anything away that you haven't already seen in the trailer or wouldn't already have guessed. Basically, some people leaving the real world to enter into the digital world of a video game. Of course, the 1995 Jumanji was about entering into a board game, where the current Jumanji is about entering into a video console, as you could imagine how times have changed. So I really don't think I'll be ruining the movie for anyone, because um, if that were true, I wouldn't be recording it now. Um, however... Uh, if you decide to stop listening here, um, I understand completely. Okay, so there's all these people in the real world, and they get sucked into this video game, which was hilarious because the best part is, um, you know, all these actors like The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black, and I don't remember what the girl's name was. She's not as, uh, I think she's a a newcomer on the scene, but um, they were all hilarious because they had to play roles of other people and they were just, <laughs> it was really good. I, I, I thought it was really a fun movie to watch. Um, but near the end here, so they're, they're living in this video game world, in this other world, okay? And uh, they can't get out of that world, obviously, just like the original Jumanji, and as, as anyone would guess, until they beat the game, then they get to go back home to the real world. But at one point, one of the characters says to another one of the characters, um, if we get to go back to the real world, I don't know if I want to do it. To which the other character was shocked and surprised and said, well, why wouldn't you want to go back to the real world? Because, and then he said, well, look at me now. Look at who I am here. You know, there he was leader. There he was strong. There people looked up to him. There he was the man. And he says, but when I go back into the real world, I'm not treated that way. That's not who I am. Here, I'm somebody else. To which that person replied back, well, just be that person when you go back. 
be the person you are here when you go back. I was talking with a friend of mine a while back, and he used to tell teenagers all the time when they went off to college, he said, here's a cool part about it. When you're going off to a new city, a new state, a new school where nobody knows you, you can be whoever you want to be. And that's what I love about this whole Jumanji movie. When that person said, just be this person back at home in your physical world. Be whoever you want to be. Because there is a world that is bigger than our physical world. And it's a spiritual world. It's, it's God's video game world, so to speak. And in that world, God will speak to us. Or he'll show us things about who we are. The fact that you have dreams inside of you. I think God gave you those dreams when he made you. He gave you the skills, the ability, the talents, the desires. He brings you through life and allows life to shape you so that you can accomplish that dream. The problem is we don't always believe we're that person. See, in God, there is no time. Or you could say all time exists in God. I don't know. All you smart people can can answer that one. Either way, when God gives you something about yourself or shows you something about yourself or you get that dream and you think someday that's my potential. But in God, there is no time. So in God, he's like, that's who you are right now. And we see that someday that's who I'm going to be. But God says, what do you mean someday? That's who you are right now. We are in Christ when we start a friendship with him, when we start a relationship with him. And so we have to go into him and find that person. I have to go in God and find that person that he says that I am. Check this scripture out. In 2 Corinthians 5 from the Bible, it says this. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. And that's how I tend to evaluate my life. How well I'm doing, how I look, what I have. But it says here, we looked at the Messiah or Jesus that way once and got it all wrong. As you know, we certainly don't look at him or at Jesus that way anymore. Now we look inside and what we see is that anyone who is united with the Messiah, with Jesus, gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. A new life beckons us. So when they get a chance to go back into their real world They can decide who they want to be. And after they've gone through everything that they went through in the digital world, in the video game world, they have much more confidence and they realize, I survived that. I made it through that. Continue on in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, God put the world square with himself through Jesus, giving the world a fresh start by offering a forgiveness of our sins, of the things that we've done wrong, of the things that we don't like about ourselves. God says that's forgiven. He offers us that. All we have to do is receive that. Now, here's a point I'm trying to get to here. Uh, Verse 21, become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. And the next verse, it says, how, you ask? In Jesus. God put the wrong on him, on Jesus, who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. Other translation says we are right because we are in Christ. So when we are in that spiritual world, and we have asked God to forgive us of our sins, it changes everything. We have got to go into that spiritual world, into that video game world, so to speak, and grab that person that God says we are and bring him to our present because, listen to this, this is what happens when we do that. When we do that and bring that Steve-O, when I bring that Steve-O into my present, and then I begin to see that's who I am, and I begin to believe that's who I am, and when I begin to believe that's who I am, that's when I start to become that person. Did you get that? Sometimes you got it wrong. 
seeing is believing, but I think it's believing is seeing oftentimes. Even if you don't believe it, you have to say it first sometimes to believe it. We're so, we always want to believe it first, you know, before we'll say it because we don't want to be hypocritical. But sometimes it's not going to happen until you speak it. In God, I know who I am and I know who I'm not. I know my weaknesses, I know my ugly, and I know my beauty because God made me this way. And so that's who I am in him. But I have to bring that person back to my present right now and not say someday I'm going to be that person. In Christ, he thinks that's who I am today. And so I need to be that person. In fact, what's a believer's job to do? They are to believe not only on who Jesus is and that, that he died for us so that he could forgive us of all of our wrongs and our shame and our regret. And we don't have to live with that anymore, but so that we could also believe in who he says we are and who he showed us that we are. We've got to go in God, go into that that spiritual world, go into that video game world, grab that individual and say, this is who I am, whether we believe it or not. Because you grab that person, bring him to your present, and when you begin to say, this is who I am, you'll begin to believe that's who you are. And when you begin to believe that's who you are, that is when the dream begins to happen. That is is when we start to live in the victory. That is when we start to believe in the love and and in our value. And that, my friends, is when happy life really begins to blossom. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Steve Ace.